For the Bible says you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. Amen. You cannot know the truth without the Holy Spirit. Amen. So mm. any, any Bible or any, any church or any Bible-believing church that denies the manifestation of the Holy Spirit or the power of the Holy Spirit lives, lives in a dead church or in a, in, a, in a cemetery. It's like you are going to church, but you are going to the cemetery. cemetery nobody talks to anybody mm. there's no conviction of sin there's no there's no power in that church and without power you can as a believer without power you can never go up because mm. the world the system that we are in the world that we are in is governed by lucifer and his agents that's why when jesus christ is going in luke chapter 10 verse 19 he says for i give unto you power to tread upon serpents and scorpions. What is power? Power is the manifestation of the Holy Spirit. Without the power, nobody can be saved. Without the power, we can't heal the sick. Without the power, we can't cast out devils. Without the power, we can't raise the dead. That is the commandment or the mandate Jesus Christ gave even to, even to the disciples in Matthew chapter 10, verse 5 and 6. Amen. So if you go to church and they don't believe in the power or the manifestation of the Holy Spirit, you are living in a dead church. Amen. Amen. You delivered like an old pastor. When I say old, I mean a man of about 70 year old. Well learned. Thank you so Amen. much for that delivery, Pastor. Yeah. But yeah. while you're on it, take me to intercessory prayer. You are okay. strong on prayer. I want you to tell us all about intercessory prayer. One of the most important prayers a believer can pray is an intercessory prayer. Hallelujah. That is one of the most important prayer. Forget about yourself. If one God to visit you, pray for others. If one God to do something for you, intercede for others. If one receive, if one God to um, use you mightily, think about others. Because what God is looking for is vessels that He can use to touch others, not you. Amen and amen. Let me let me take you to the Bible, Romans chapter eight, the book of Romans chapter eight. <clears throat> Romans chapter 8. I think it's in verse 34. Romans 8, verse 34. Yes, okay. He who, the 34 says, For who he who is he that condemned it? It is Christ that died, yea, rather, that is risen again, who is even at the right hand of God, who also makes intercession for us. After Jesus Christ died, the Bible said that he went up and is now seated at the right hand of the Father. What is he doing? He's making intercession. Mm -hmm. He's interceding for us. For he knows man. He knows our weakness. For he came down and lived as man. So he knows our weakness, what we can do and what we cannot do. The things that weigh us down. So when we fall, he makes intercession for us. That is the highest calling. That is the highest thing you can ever do is be an intercessor. So if one God, if one the eyes of the Lord to be upon you, mm -hmm. think about others. Be be as an be an intercessor. That's why when Jesus Christ was leaving, it says, "Love your neighbor as what as yourself." So the things that you want to happen to you, let that think about that same neighbor. Let that same thing happen to your neighbor. If one God to really use you mightily, if one be a good vessel or a good man of God, pray for others. Be an intercessor. Because, because Abraham was an intercessor. And when God was, go, was going out to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah, he went and sought the intercessor before he went down. 
he, he negotiated with Abraham. He told Abraham, if I find 50 souls, I will now what? Destroy the city. Because Abraham was an intercessor. And when Abraham interceded on behalf of Lot and his wife and his family, until Lot came out, that's when the city was burned. If Abraham had not interceded for Lot and the family, they would, have, they would all burn into ashes. Amen. Amen. So being an intercessor is a higher, is a higher calling. For every believer or every Christian, to me, should be an intercessor. Pray for others and see where God will take you. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Pastor, for that. I, I, earlier, I spoke of you as being older. I know you're a very young man. You started this ministry at age 19. I want you to take me back to what prompts you to become a pastor, a minister. Amen. When you read the book of Jeremiah, chapter one, verse says, it says, before I formed you, I knew you. Yes. I separated you and I ordained you as a prophet to the nations. Before God formed me in the womb, before he, I came to this world or became, before I even came to existence, God knew me. Yes. He knew what, what, what he wanted me to do, what he has ordained for me to do. Yes. So growing up, even as a little kid, uh, I, I, me my, personally, I couldn't find it, but people saw me as somebody that does not like talking. I'm, 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 a side, I'm the side type. I don't like going into people. I like going into public places. I, I like being in alone places. Mm. And that's when I started getting into ministry because whilst I was alone, I could focus on the things of God. Amen. So growing up, I had this in me or this indwelling feeling that I'm called for a special purpose. So there were certain things that even my friends were doing that I couldn't do. I could try, but I could not do it. Mm -hmm. I'll even, I'll try for once and I'll come out of it. I'll, I'll feel in me that there's nothing. It doesn't seem right or it doesn't act right or it doesn't feel right. Amen. So growing as a younger child, I could feel that I'm, God is preparing me for something special. So at the age of 19, a man of God uh, met me and prophesied to me that um, God has called me to do his ministry or God has called me to ministry. So when I heard that prophecy, I said, yeah, this is what I was looking to hear all this while. So I said, if God has really called me into ministry, then I have to really set myself apart and start dedicating my full life to Jesus Christ. So that's how I get into ministry, by being prophesied to. Whilst I, I knew it, that I had it in me. But when the man of God told me this, it, it became like a confirmation of what I was looking for. So that's how I started my ministry. or That's how I got into the work of the ministry. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. And I'll take you right back to, your, you have a beautiful story yes. about how you were formed in the womb. Um, the one that your parents told you about growing up. Tell me about that story. Okay, so this story is a very special story, Amen. especially to my mom. Because every time she, or I go to my mom, she always refers me to this story. So what happened was when my mom and my dad got together, when they got married, they were seeking for a child from the Lord. Amen. They have been married for 10 years with no child. Mm. So they couldn't do anything. And 
um, her friends were laughing at her that she's barren, that she can't give birth. But what held my mom down was my mother's mother-in-law. She was always encouraging my mom that don't give up. God will make a way. You're not a barren woman. So she was always comforting my mother. So it came to a point whereby my mom went to a secret place and she prayed a prayer. As Hannah prayed the prayer, she told God, God, if you can give me a male child, I'll dedicate the child back to you. So after she made, she made that prayer, I don't know what happened. I think God heard her voice. That brought me down into existence. So shortly after that prayer, my mom became pregnant and gave birth to me. So when when I came I came down, my mom um, was raised as a Catholic. Well, she was first a Pentecostal. And then after she married my dad, she converted to be a Catholic. So when growing up, my mom wanted me to be a Catholic priest. Because she told me that she has already dedicated me to God. So she wanted me to be a Catholic priest. So growing up, my mind was that I'm going to be a Catholic priest one day. Okay. Amen. So anytime that girls would start talking to me, my mom would block them away from me. Because she, and she would tell them that she has already dedicated me to be a Catholic priest. So I'm going to be a Catholic priest. So no girls should talk to me. Amen. Amen. So that's how, I, that's how the story started. And then growing up, uh, you know, going here and there and all these things messed up everything. But then God found me again and brought me back on track. That Amen. is wonderful. Amen. That's the story of my life or the story of my parents. How, um, yes, they brought me or they dedicated me to the Lord. Even before you were born. Even before I was born. That is good. God is good. God is good. So you moved from um, Ghana to the U.S. And um, you said you were you were a catholic yes at the time you how do you become a church of god holy ghost filled pastor right now what that's a great move <laughs> yes it is amen so growing up as a, as a catholic all my life even my my dad's side my mom's side we are all catholics raised up as catholics go to catholic church I was even an altar boy. So I was deeply rooted in the Catholic um, doctrines. So one day, uh, my wife was invited by Pastor Nathan. I don't know if you remember Pastor Nathan to um, Power Time Local Ministries, um, Pastor oh, Nana's church. Never met him. <laughs> yes. So we went, uh, my wife went over and came to me. At that time, I was, I was seeking God, but I, I was, it's like there was no way out. So she came to me and told me that she has found a church that she thinks is a great church and that we should go. I said, oh, what do you mean? And then she told me about Pastor Nana. I said, oh, wow, it sounds like a great church. Well, I'll go with you one day when you go to church. Mm -hmm. So she invited me to come with her one Friday night. So I went to church and then, when I went over, I saw the prayer, the way they were praying. And that was how I used to pray way in Ghana, because though I was a Catholic, we used to, there, there was, there was something called a charismatic in the Catholic, okay. in the Catholic um, group. We had a little group that we called ourselves the charismatic. Uh-huh. Those group, we used to go out and, and pray. Sometimes you go into the mountains, we'll be there for three days or sometimes two days and we'll be praying. 
So when I came to America, I couldn't the, I couldn't feel that kind of prayer anymore until I went to Pasadena's church. And I realized that that's the same prayer that we used to pray back home in Ghana. So I said, okay, this, this place is a good place. Let me stay here. Mm-hmm. So when I stayed, it wasn't easy for me. Mm-hmm. My parents now started uh, telling me that I'm not supposed to be in that church because I wasn't raised in that kind of way or in that kind of manner, or I wasn't raised to go into that church. But God knew what he was doing with you. With me. Amen. That's the right word. Mm-hmm. The Bible says, for the steps of the righteous men are ordered by oh, the Lord. Yes. Yeah. So God knew that one day, though my parents want me to be a Catholic church, a Catholic priest, God wants me to do something else. So he ordered my step to pass into Pasinana's hands. Yes. Train me and raise me up. Mm-hmm. The ministry that he wants me to be at. Yes. But leaving the Catholic church was not easy for me. Mm-hmm. It's not easy. Mm-hmm. I told you that it was easy. I'm lying to you. All hell was break loose in my mm-hmm. house. Sometimes I'll go to online service and my, my dad will be, will be sitting in the living room waiting to yell at me. Mm. I've been. Meanwhile, I told him that I'm going to church. He would tell all his friends, all his friends will come to my house. They'll, they'll, they'll be telling me that my dad is stressed that I'm leaving the Catholic church and that they wants me to come to church and that I'm not supposed to go to that church and that church is not good for me Stay in the Catholic church. I'm raised as a Catholic. But I will tell them that Though I'm raised as a Catholic, God knows what he's doing. If that church is not good for me, God will, God will bring me back to the Catholic church. Yes. So I went through it, through those difficult times. And sometimes it even got to a point when I'm going to church, I have to jump through the window to go to church. That was how bad it is. But God um, knew what he was doing. And as I followed God's lead, he trained me up. He equipped me um, for me to become the man that I am today. Amen. Praise God. So I want to add one thing to that. And that is because you were a Catholic and the confusion came into it. We are taken back again to the same words that um, uh, Paul, the Apostle Paul was saying. This is where he admonishes us, you know, and his admonition to us was very simple and profound that we should remember that we are all bought with a price from Christ. Yes, yes. The price that we are we were bought with, mm-hmm. Christ paid that price for us. Right. Yes. You, on the other hand, you wanted so much to belong in this hemisphere that you are going into. I want you to talk to me about the waiting period before God. How did you avail yourself before God so he could use you, that you could be where you are now? Thank you so much. Waiting period is one of the most difficult Periods a Christian or can go through. It's not easy. First of all, let me let me take you back. Um, when you become a Christian, the next thing you have to seek for is power. Before I know we've already talked about that, but let me chip that in. You can be a Christian without the power. You can be a Christian without the anointing. Yes. Amen. Because when we read the book of John chapter. John, John, I think John chapter 20, Jesus Christ, when he appeared into the disciples after he had rose, risen up from dead, the Bible said he breathed upon the, apart, or the disciples and he said, receive ye the Holy Spirit. But in Luke chapter 24, he said for them to tarry in Jerusalem till the, the promise comes or the power comes upon them. Yes. 
Yes. So you can have the Holy Spirit in you, but not the Holy Spirit upon you. 